Good morning, Mike Broomhead. Good morning, Jamie. How are you? I'm doing great. And you? Doing well. I I, I heard on the way in, I heard your interview with, uh, was it APS talking yes, about Red Hike? Uh-huh, that was a very good uh-huh. interview. Yeah, it was. It was, uh, you know... Uh, Nobody wants to see their electric bill go up. Right. I mean, it's already high to begin with, but he kind of explained, you know, made his case. Well, so that was, and you got to give him, you got to give him credit. He's going to get out of bed at 530 in the morning and he's going to come on a, a radio news show and defend why they are doing it and at least talk to the public. He's right. not hiding behind the statement. Nope. I, I was, nope. I, I just respect that. He's very accessible. Yeah, that's terrific. I think that's, that was great. Thanks, Jamie. Good morning, everyone. Uh, we got a lot to get to. We're going to get to, Obviously, the economy, it's a big part of our conversation. The huge numbers now we're in and the numbers of people that have crossed our borders illegally in the in the past uh, three years or so, a little over three years. We're going to get to all of that. Um, I'm going to start this morning in a really difficult place and where we haven't talked much. Um, I was invited yesterday to watch the 47-minute video of the October 7th attacks in Israel. Um and it was with a lot of trepidation that I went. It was one of those things where you don't want to see that kind of barbaric behavior. And I knew what I was going to see was gruesome. And it is horrifying, absolutely horrifying to see what was done on October 7th. And uh, I don't even know where to begin with this. I, I, in my mind, I'm still wrestling with what all of this that I saw, the the level of depravity. And it was it was mixed with the level of depravity I saw mixed with the amount of joy in which they did it. I think the two of those together are what really affected me more than anything else. Um, it was gruesome. It was barbaric. It was without feel. I shouldn't say it was without feeling. It was with feeling, but the feeling was joy. It was not a feeling of, of we're doing our job. It was, they were joyful in what they did. And, and, um, I think maybe to explain to you the feeling at the end of the video, they explained to us that what we had seen in that 47 minutes was less than 10 minutes. I'm sorry, less than 10 percent of the number of people um, that were murdered on that day. Uh, Anybody who believes that this was a, a cry for help, that this was uh, to raise awareness about occupiers and 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 oppressed and oppressors, and it, 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 this is not what this was about. Um, this was about hatred for human beings because of their race. This was about Israelis. This was about Jews. Um, it started with them crashing, you know, going through the fences and going into Israel, <clears throat> people not realizing they were under attack, um, just uh, rifles and shooting at cars as they slowly drove by wondering what was going on and just murdering people in their cars and dragging their bodies out and um, children. And um, there's so much of it uh, witnessed um, a beheading of somebody that was already dead, the mutilation of dead bodies. Uh, 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 the reason why I'm talking about this is because there are some things I have here in uh, about this. Israel sets a timeline to the start of the Rafah offensive. The U.S. has vetoed, um, and I'm going to get to that headline as well. The U.S. vetoes an Arab-backed U.N. resolution demanding an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. Let me explain the hypocrisy in that for a moment. And it's a, it's politics as much as it's anything else. But if you look at the map and you look at when they they went into northern Gaza and they pushed south, they gave uh, Palestinians, innocent Palestinians, time to flee south in Gaza toward Egypt. 
And uh, now they have pushed south and they have pushed the uh, the terrorists. And it's not just Hamas, but they've pushed these terrorists south. And now Rafa is where they are going, this Rafa offensive. And Egypt is angry and is talking about ending its peace agreements with Israel. And this is so important to international relations. Because you have some of the Arab nations, and you've heard the Saudi crown prince and others say that they will be working on a pathway to peace when this is over. But you have other Arab nations that don't want peace with Israel. They want no peace. What they want is they want the Jews pushed off the land. Now, they prefer them dead, but they want them pushed off the land, and that's what this is about. But isn't it fascinating that the nations that are calling for humanitarian uh, ceasefires and all of these other things, not one of these Arab nations have opened their nation to Palestinian um, refugees. Egypt was it took uh, it took negotiations for them to allow supplies to come in from the south into Gaza when this invasion was happening. And when people were leaving their homes and fleeing south, humanitarian aid had to go through Egypt. That's where the border was. That's where they were able to get them in. And it took a negotiation to get that to even happen. And Egypt isn't opening their doors to refugees. They haven't yet. No one has. None of these Arab nations they under and, and this is again my opinion on this. They understand what they're getting. Um, what I saw was so horrifying, um, and it wasn't just because I can differentiate like most people can. That we understand that when you see a group of people that are so radicalized, you know, in our society, we have murderous gangs in our society that will that will do anything to protect their turf and and the turf wars. Well, look what happened. We're going to talk about Kansas City in the nine o'clock hour. A couple of guys getting a beef and just open fire on each other and other, you know, dozens of people get hurt and and uh, people die. And but that that's not reflective of the vast majority of people that were at that event. So I can differentiate between that. But one of the things in all of this, these videos were from cell phone videos of of the terrorists. Uh, They were cell phone videos from victims. They were body cam videos, closed circuit television videos, traffic cameras. There were multiple perspectives that just flashed back and forth. But the videos of them taking bodies or taking hostages into Gaza and seeing the streets filled with people, thousands of people, hundreds if not thousands of people cheering, cheering the killing, mutilation and capturing and then not just capturing but brutalizing of hostages, cheering. As this was going on. Now, are there innocent people there? Absolutely. Are there people that are not in favor of terrorism? I'm sure there are. I'm not trying to take everybody together. But when you saw this, this wasn't just the militant arm of anything. This was one group of people so filled with hate toward another group that they were celebrating their murder. There was a phone call that um, that was played and then was translated on the screen of a terrorist. One of the Hamas terrorists had grabbed um, the cell phone of one of the Israelis he killed, and he called his home. He called his parents to tell them that he had killed at least 10 Jews with his own hands. His father was proud of him. His mother got on the phone. She was proud of him told him to continue. They continued to say, God is great. 
as they murdered people. And um, the idea here of a humanitarian pause, the idea here of Israel not stopping this from ever happening again, I think this is a worldwide issue. We saw, and I'm not comparing the two, I'm just talking about what, I'm trying to um, help everybody relate. We saw on September 11th from a distance here in Arizona, but America saw the brutality people are willing to uh, to go to, the level of brutality they're willing to go to. We saw, um, you know, crews and airplanes murdered and then planes flown into buildings. Um, we saw all of that happen. But then after we saw the celebrations, we watched other human beings celebrate the death of Americans. And we were outraged because they weren't, not only was it an act of war against innocent people, and that's what this was, door to door, house to house, just murdering people. Um, What they did at that music festival was unbelievable to see the aftermath, Um, just firing into Porta John's. Um, uh, the concession stand with 15 or 20 bodies in the concession stand where people were trying to hide from gunfire. It was the most horrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. But it was the joy in which they did it, the celebrations, when they would cut to selfies and when they would show each other and they were cheering and they were smiling. And um, they were uh, arguing over who was going to... Um, do the beheading of people that they had already murdered. It was something that everybody should have to see. And not because of the gruesomeness of it, but because people need to know what the world is facing. That this anti-Semitic behavior that we see rising in America, I, I, I can understand misguided young people that believe the occupier occupied oppress oppressor oppressed oppressor narrative that somehow the, the the Israelis deserved what they got. I, you know, if you're that misinformed, they I, I would and to give some of these young people a bit of a break and say they believe that they're standing up for what is righteous in the world. They have no idea. They have no idea of the brutality. They have no idea of the joy that was taken in murdering children. At the end of this, when they started showing um Bodies. When they started showing the mutilated bodies, that what what bullets had done to bodies, what fire had done to bodies, it was sickening. But all I left there with was they did this gleefully. They were so happy while they were doing this, and the world is facing this kind of brutality and hatred. And unless the civilized world stands up and says we cannot tolerate this against any people. We are going to face this for another thousand years. I'm not an advocate for war. I hate war. But I will tell you that Israel not only has a right, they have the responsibility to make sure this never happens to them again. I'm going to talk more about this later on in the show. Um, I hope that this is expanded, balancing wanting the world to see this with the respect for the families that don't want their their loved ones who are murdered um, shown to the world. I understand. But it was... As you can see, I'm never, I'm rarely at a loss for words, but it was something that I was so thankful for the people that invited me that I had to endure this, but it left me with a different perspective that I'll never forget. 
I will never forget the perspective. Um, it was something else. Coming up, we're going to talk about the economy. Gross, grocery prices in the Valley continue to climb. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. You know, the continuing conversation about the U.S. economy and the direction we're headed. Are we headed for a recession? We talk about the high inflation as it remains sticky. The the numbers were not good for the month of January, um, at least not where they wanted them to be. Although inflation has slowed, it still remains much higher than people wanted and higher than expected. So we have been talking about this quite a bit and. The narrative for me has been uh, when we have our government leaders, the people that we elect, are doing battle with and blaming private industry. I have an issue with that. I, I, I you know, I've come from private industry in the sense of I've tried to run my own business. It's not easy to do. Um, it is a difficult uh, proposition for someone to do. And when they are successful, and I certainly was not as successful as I wanted to be. But when they're successful, they are the the part of the machine that fuels our economy. And there is nothing wrong with capitalism. There is nothing wrong with making a profit. Um, and when you demonize people and say they're the problem, there deserves to be a voice that looks at the other side of this and says, well, what, what about what you're doing? What about what you can do? Instead of trying to change what private industry is doing, what can you do to ease the pressure on the American consumer? Uh, spending more at the grocery store, why Metro Phoenix food prices continue to rise. Um, we have seen a 25% increase in the cost of food since the pandemic, according to the United States Bureau of Labor Statistics. As of Monday, the average monthly cost for food in a home was $184.20 for uh for the Bureau's measurement of the Phoenix Mesa Scottsdale area. Um, I, I, there's no way an entire family eats for 184 bucks a month. No way. Um, the Bureau says it reflects an overall 3.3% increase in food through 2023 and an even sharper 6.4% increase in eating out. Um, so in 2020, it was 14670 uh, the average cost for common food items, and it goes through a list of these things. But there's other headlines in here. It's been 30 years since food has eaten up this much of your income. But when you look at what other places are doing, Florida and Texas rank as the top destinations for relocating businesses. Um, just like the individual, when you put yourself in someone else's shoes, a lot of times what I have to do is I have to look at a situation and say, how would I handle it if this were me? So you look at a small business, you look at a big business, doesn't matter. Um, you're going to do something as inexpensively as possible. So I'm going to give you an example. If one city, if uh, they decide in their city that for major purchases, if you're someone that's going to make a major purchase, you're going to pay a, a bit extra. You're going to pay an extra 3%, 5%, whatever on major purchases, anything over $10,000, let's say. And so that way it's going to help the city's coffers. Well, what is that going to do to the automobile industry? Because I will tell you the way the cities here run together, you could be in Tempe and drive from into Mesa and not realize you've crossed the border out of Tempe into Mesa unless you know where the borders are. But let's say in Tempe, it's going to cost you 5% more to buy a vehicle. Well, why wouldn't you just drive to a dealership in Tempe? You do it. I would do it. When you shop online, you see where the deals are. If I can get something for 14 bucks on Amazon 
And then on the Costco app, it's $11. I'll buy it and have it delivered from Costco. We all do that. When businesses are looking at survival and they see that when their pockets are being picked by local and state governments that realize that they've got deep pockets, therefore, the mindset is, well, the government needs it. You don't. You have the money. We can take it from you. And there's a segment of our population that's going to go along with that. Well, when you have places like Texas and Florida To a certain degree, uh, Arizona has gone a long way. It's why we are number one in manufacturing growth last year. When you see places start to say, hang on, wait a minute. If we can entice that business to come here, we keep their taxes low. They are going to be adding to our tax rolls. They are going to be adding jobs, which then inflates the need for employees, which inflates wages without doing it artificially. It is done organically because they have to fight for the labor force, we are going to see our economies improve. And you look at the millionaires and billionaires that have relocated to Florida and Texas. Elon Musk moving his operation to Texas. Um, you are, uh, Years and years ago with the late Rush Limbaugh. Limbaugh moved from New York to Florida. Go look at the number of people who have done that. Sean Hannity has gone there. Uh, Tiger Woods. You have all of these millionaires and billionaires that are finding their way to Jupiter, Florida and other cities on the east coast of Florida. Um, I am. I prefer the West Coast. I'm a, I'm a Gulf of Mexico guy. That's where I grew up. But I will tell you that when you see businesses are going to say, what is the most efficient way for us to do business? We all do it. We all do it. And businesses are doing it, too. And I, it's something that everybody should watch. I will tell you that the Arizona Commerce Authority needs to be fully functioning, in my opinion, because they are the business advocacy organization that helped grow this state's economy and diversify it. Now, I, I'm not talking about slush funds. I'm not talking about any of those things. But having an advocacy group that goes into these big companies and says, all right, Florida's a great option. Texas is a great option. Let's tell you why Arizona is a great option. And take a look at TSMC and the expansion of Intel and all of the industry in Mesa. Coming up in a moment, Gatos joins me. It's our big Q poll question of the day, so I hope you'll stick around for it. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, good morning, Gatos. Welcome back. Happy Wednesday, my friend. How's it going? It's going well. Welcome back. Man, I missed a lot while I was gone, apparently. <laughs> On Monday, uh, the boys had Kerry Lake and had a big interview, and uh, I uh, I did catch it, and I thought they did a, a great job. They got some answers. She doesn't. She thinks the election was stolen, has no idea who stole it. That, uh, that little thing she said about John McCain, well, it's just joking. It's yeah. a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're having Megan McCain on today. I know. I saw that. I saw that yeah. you're going to have Megan. I, I really, uh, I love, I love Megan. She's, I love her. we became friends when her father was ill and she was kind of my conduit to the family. And we got to know each other a lot better during that time. And we've gotten together when she's in town a few times. And I, I really like her and I understand her. I understand her anger. You know, I had talked to her. Oh, about, yeah. I had talked to her about her dad and I said, and she said, you know, my dad was very forgiving. He didn't think about things. She said, but I, you know, I, she's got to have a hard time family members have to have a harder time with forgiveness of things when it's said about especially someone that's passed away you know oh yeah yeah i mean you know trump and mccain didn't like each other i get it they didn't okay no there's no doubt about it mccain did not like him trump did not like him i i understand it uh but you know after he dies 
Shut your mouth. You know, if you're Donald Trump, if you're uh, Kerry Lake, shut your mouth about John McCain. Uh, he's gone. He can't defend himself. And all you're doing uh, is being petty and hurting family members. But uh, my cue is Kerry Lake told us attacks on John McCain and his supporters were just a joke. What do you think? Uh, a, she's obviously lying. B, maybe she's turned over a new leaf. It's, it's. I mean, come on. It's, it's about the dumbest thing that she could have said. No one's buying that she was just joking. Just be honest and say, I thought that's what my the people who were voting for me wanted to hear, and it was a mistake, and I really shouldn't have said it. Um, but she's not that person. But She'll you, never but, own up to anything like but that. But do you think? Do you think that there is a that that there's a part of this that's genuine in this sense where she realizes that what she did was the wrong thing and she wants why didn't she to, say that i don't know i'm asking you yeah I'm asking if no you i don't that. think so okay no i think it's hateful uh and i think that she truly does dislike john mccain and i think over and over and over again you know she went out of her way to bash the man and it was a ridiculous statement oh it was just a joke then then lady you don't know how to, you don't know how to joke i mean i would have laughed her out of the building with that one um so i i think most people think she's lying i think she was certainly on her best behavior with the guys we you know they got some good answers out of her um but don't don't treat me like an idiot you weren't joking everybody knows you weren't joking and now we'll hear what megan has to say about it today at four well i appreciate the time i'm looking forward to the interview with megan please tell her i said hello when you when you do talk to her and i look I forward sure to will. hearing it Okay, man. Sounds good. Thanks, Gatos. Thanks. That's Gatos. The BQ poll question today is brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Coming up just after 9 o'clock, we are going to jump into the shootings in Kansas City, the new update to adults now. Very young adults, but two adults have been charged with murder in that case. But crime and punishment, police departments diminished all over the country. What does it mean for the future? We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. 